What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com. The JMAC News Show. Fearless. Honesty. I love honesty. I like honest reporting. Jay McFarland. Fearless. About the stories that really matter on KSL News Radio. And we're back. I am uh, looking forward to this since the, the day KSL asked me to host these. I've got my good friend Mia Love in studio. Uh, when I got to KSL, everyone was saying, how'd you get Mia? Everyone wants to talk to her. There were some articles that came out <laughs> in the Deseret News and then the Salt Lake Tribune basically quoting the Deseret News that Mia Love may run for her seat again. So um, I'm just going to get right into that question, <laughs> and then I'll do some of the, the fun questions right. after that. But uh, uh these articles say that you may be considering a fifth run for Congress in 2020 to unseat uh, Ben McAdams, depending on the Republicans in the race. What will tip you over the edge uh, to run again? Well, uh, first of all, let me just say that I I am I've, I feel like I'm living a great life right now. Um, I uh, I'm really happy. I've been able to spend a lot more time with the kids, and I've been um, just really still involved politically. But uh, you know this this race has been um, especially this district has been a a place that um, and an assignment that's been really close to my heart. Uh, there are so many families that I met and got to know uh, that still have issues that they need to have solved, and I just I, I feel it's incredibly important to make sure that we actually have a Republican um, in in this seat and somebody that the fourth district can count on to elevate Utah's voice. One thing that I thought was very interesting in uh, Lisa Riley Roche's article in the Deseret News, Mm -hmm. a a lot of people try to say, I don't really want to run again, but if I have to, I will, you know, drag me in. And we know that they really want to be dragged in. But the thing that impressed me and that was unique in all of the hundreds of articles about this is that you actually mentioned a couple of people who, to whom you thought, uh, I guess, could win and could do a great job in, in Congress. So as is that something you're going to explore for the next? Absolutely. Bit? As a matter of fact, I mean, and, and I and, and I don't mind naming names either. And if there are other people that are really interested, um, you know, we we need as many options as possible. We need really good candidates to show up. I'm meeting with Dan Hemmert um, this evening. I spoke to Kim Coleman. Um, I'm meeting with her next week. Um, they, I'm still talking to Jefferson Moss. I would love for someone like Tim Ballard to to jump into this race. He's well known for all of the great things that he's done. I've worked with him on, uh, with OUR in Haiti on human and sex trafficking. And uh, gosh, I mean, this is a person who's dedicated his life to saving children that are being uh, trafficked and abused. And and so, you know, I, I think it's really important for us to have somebody who is incredibly sincere, who cares about people, really care about people, um, take on take on this, this, this endeavor. It's not easy. It's one of the most difficult things um, I've ever done in my entire life. It's also been the greatest honor of my life to do something like this and to teach my kids by example that the world doesn't revolve around them. Well, it's a it's a difficult district, as as you know well. You, yeah. we've laughed before that you know you had to take on Jim Matheson, the right. most popular Democrat of the last you know thirty years, who and comes from a popular. great legacy. <laughs> 
Uh, Steve Owens comes from a great political legacy. And then you two uh, had some hard-fought battles. You ended up winning uh, by pretty good margins. Yeah, but 13 then, points there. Mm-hmm. But then teamed up with him uh, to do some some great things, which I thought was very magnanimous. And then, of course, uh, took on Ben McAdams in just a perfect storm of of, of kind of very difficult time for uh, a Republican to run yeah. in that district. Yeah, gosh, perfect storm. Talk about that. I, I'm i hoping, especially this time, that Utah County has their act together and <laughs> they could actually allow people to vote. Uh, that was really heartbreaking to see lines four or five hours long. Uh, people who have families, who have jobs that couldn't vote uh, because they didn't have the resources or the booths to be able to, to actually cast their vote that was that's really heartbreaking and we're going to make sure that that doesn't happen in this next in this next election so boy we could we could spend a whole whole <laughs> segment on utah county and and their banana republic election uh, <laughs> administration that was embarrassing i it I, was sad it's incredibly sad and um when you see so many people that are taking the time i mean we tell people that it is their duty to get involved politically to get involved in, in what's happening in our in our country and the electoral process and yet they show up and they're not able to vote i i think that that's it's a failure it, it really is uh probably the last the last question i have on this um it's one thing for you to run mm-hmm. um as when i used to to counsel candidates uh presidential candidates senators governors i always had much more concern for the family than the candidate yeah it's so hard on them even in the best of circumstances what are your What are your family members saying about that? I honestly, I wouldn't be doing this or even considering it if my family wouldn't be all in with me. I've got an incredible husband who has just been a great leader. And this is not just my journey. It's our whole family's journey. Like I said, my kids have actually, they've realized that the world doesn't revolve around them, that they have to use their gifts and talents. And each one of them have actually taken on an issue that's been important to them. Like Abby goes to every Gold Star family event or every veteran event because she has formed a bond with all of our veterans and our uh, our families that have lost loved ones um, sacrificing for this country. So all of our kids have taken a part of this and, and they're they're really involved. So this is something that we've done as a family. Well, and for those of you who don't know, Mia is one of the great Renaissance uh, women on earth. Uh, and, you know, she She's fitting us in today between uh, soccer and volleyball tournaments with her kids. She she brought me some incredible smelling soap, <laughs> scented with uh, DoTerra essential oil. So that was extremely. You kind. know, I'm a DoTerra fan. I, I you know I just it's so funny. I actually took DoTerra to Congress with me, and we had Kathy McMorris Rogers, um, you know, just diffusing oils, and had so many people just involved in, in that. And gosh, you know, I. I hope that we're keeping their supply up because they need it. (laughs) Well, I I appreciate it as always. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what you miss from Congress and what you're enjoying in your current life. Okay. J-Mac. Hey, this is Kirk Jowers, and we are back with Mia Love in studio. If you want to chime in on any of today's topics, please text the Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500 or call in to 801-575-7668, and we will try to, to fit you in. We'll have a little bit of time after this next segment. So we're back with Mia Love. Uh, I want to get right to... 
where you are right now. You talked mm-hmm. about you enjoying a little extra time. Yeah. Um, but do you have any regrets on issues that you did not accomplish back there? Is Gosh. that driving any of these thoughts about maybe going back at some time? Well, it, it, one of the conversations I had with uh, Paul Ryan recently was, do you miss Do you miss it? And he says, I feel like if there was legislation that was moving forward that I could be part of, I would miss it more. But right now, there's really, there's nothing that's going on. And so if I have any regrets, it's... Uh, not being able to continue on with the with an actually good immigration reform bill. We came so close. As you know, I signed the discharge petition, even going against my own leadership, because I know of these families that are, they just want some pathway, some way to work for it, like my parents did, um, and earn the right to become a U.S. citizen. So I think that there are so many people that are here right now that are being completely bypassed with you know what's happening politically in Washington, it's not like it's not really about getting something done. It's about who retains power in Washington, and that's unfortunate. So if I uh, were to uh, get back, that would be certainly something that I would get back on and tackle. And of course, all of the work that I've done on the pro-life issues have been have been really close to my heart and important to me. Well, and you are rightfully proud of your parents who immigrated to the United States from Haiti. Yeah. Um, and, and I know how hard you worked on that Im, uh, immigration legislation. Do you have any congressional colleagues left who you have some faith that, that have the same passion to get something done? Unfortunately, a lot of them are gone and were targeted. It's really interesting to me because sometimes when you, when you think about, for instance, the environment, when you think about immigration legislation, people like Jeff Denham, Carlos Corbello, Ryan Costello – those were the people that were targeted by Democrats. And so there's got to be you've got to think to yourself, what is more important, the issue or the power? Because you can't have both. There are times where you need people on both sides of the aisle to get the actual issue accomplished. And so that's one of the things that I've been frustrated with Justin Amash. I'm like, Justin, you may have all these ideals, but you're on an island all on all on your own now. You can't right. get anything done by yourself. It's not going to happen. So you yeah. really need you really need people to come to come together and help you. Um, and if you're targeting people that are actually with you on some of these issues, you're not going to get any of them done. It's not going to happen. Looking at it from the other side, um, I just asked you what you didn't get done. I should, I, <laughs> I should probably ask the other question. Um, now that you've had some time to reflect, you're not in just kind of that 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 race to mm-hmm. uh, that is D.C. As you reflect back on your time representing Utah and D.C., are there are there some special moments, some some accomplishments that really do kind of warm your soul and uh, make oh, you miss it a little bit? Having my children around when I uh, did the March for Life speech was incredibly special. Um, it was something that was uh, that they got to see, and really having that moment with my family and with the country um, in terms of protecting life at all stages of development has been something that really. Um, it's been a really proud moment, but we were able to pass quite a few bills too. the stop act, stop taxpayer obligation to perpetrators of sexual harassment. It's a mouthful. But um, this is when members of Congress were actually paying off uh, people that were accusing them of sexual harassment with taxpayer dollars. Uh, you know, I, this is this was a way for me to protect due process. I've also we also passed two bills 
this year, not even being a member of Congress, we passed it out of the House and the Senate took it up and signed it into law. So two bills that I had passed this year was the Juab Land Conveyance Act that allows them to be able to put their equipment um, on lands that wasn't accessible to them so they can fight fires. And also my CITLA bill, which allows us to use Utah property to pay for Utah education. So I those are bills that I've been able to actually pass this year. And then, of course, we passed five bills last year alone. Right. Uh, my office worked really hard and I was able to get five bills passed last year. So I, I'm really, I didn't waste any time. I really feel <laughs> proud of the work that I did. Well, and now, uh, now you've moved on and uh, <laughs> I, a lot of our listeners, I'm sure watch you on CNN regularly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun to see, get your take there. And uh, you've always, with some, with some elected officials, it's fun to see them after they leave office because you see a different side of them. They're a little right. more, uh, unplugged, but now, uh, but with you, you kind of always said what you felt as, as well, President it, Trump uh, noted a couple of times. Well, and I think credibility is incredible. It's important to me. Um, integrity is important to me. And I want people to say, I may agree or disagree with what she says, but I know she's going to be honest and I know she's going to be upfront. And I feel like that is something that at least at the end of the day, I have my, my credibility there. So what's great about CNN is, is maybe it may be one lion's den out of one lion's <laughs> den into another, but I feel really comfortable there because they, um, they expect me to speak my mind, expect me to say exactly how I feel. And that's, a, that's what I'm going to continue to do. So you are in, enjoying that role with CNN and you're, you're finding uh, a pretty free ability to, uh, to espouse your conservative values on a more liberal uh, uh, network. <laughs> I, I call it the fourth branch of government. The most powerful branch of government is the, is the media. Look, um, you know, I feel like I've left my options open. I, I go where I feel like I can, I can do the most good. And so, uh, you know, depending on where my life is, I've left the door open. If it's time for me to run for Congress again, I will do that. But right now, where I am, I'm going to do the best job that I possibly can until something tells me to shift. And um, I, I I love my work there. Actually, I'm covering the, pres- the presidential candidate uh, debates, the Democrat debates in Detroit, Michigan on the 28th of July. That's going to be a lot of fun. Wow. Um, so uh, I'll be I'll be in Detroit, look uh, covering that, and so um, we'll we'll see what happens. Well, I guess I feel like I need to ask then, since you're going to be covering it. Are who are not necessarily who you would support because you probably oh, would gosh. not support any, <laughs> but, but let me ask the other question: Who do you find the most interesting right now out of the? 24 or 25 Democratic presidential candidates. It's really interesting because um, you would think worrying about a general election that they would move a little bit closer to the center. But it's I call it a race to the left. And they're even moving Joe Biden to the left. I mean, (laughs) Joe Biden is finding it very difficult because he wants to take credit for what's happened in the previous administration. And is apologizing for the stuff that he actually did when he was a senator. So he's finding it. They're calling him to the carpet. He's finding it very difficult. And he continues. All of them continue to move further to the left, which is um, uh, it'll it'll be really interesting because I think they're actually doing the current president some some favors there. I think it's fascinating to watch them. And I love these debates because it's so difficult for them to get oxygen. We thought. That's what it was in 2016 Mm -hmm. with President Trump and the 15 other Republicans. But this is a whole nother magnitude of trying to get oxygen. Yeah. And everybody's trying to find their space. 
and their space is as, you know, I'll just be as liberal as I possibly can on this issue. I haven't seen anyone that is, you know, out there saying, um, look, I think that some areas, these free, free markets work, uh, 70% tax increase on Americans is not going to work. <laughs> People like some of their private health care insurance. I don't see any of any of anybody moving a little bit further to the center, which in order to win the presidential election, you've got to gain independence. Well, uh, I just had Jason Chaffetz on, who yeah. uh, another former member, another good friend of yours. He's he's put out two books. Are you are you thinking about uh, entering the book game as well? You know, I think I should. I think there's a story to tell. I've always said that there are um, two. There, there are Republicans that have put themselves in two categories. One, one set that is going to protect the president at all costs, and it does not matter. He is better than the alternative, and they're going to go that direction. And then the other set that's like, I cannot have this person represent my party. I'm going to leave the party. And what I'm trying to do is keep people uh, in the area where they can say, look, these are the principles that I believe in. This is the platform I believe in. And I'm going to keep that alive because it's good. It's good for America. It's good for us. Um, it, it, this country's better with two parties. Um, and I'm going to do everything I can to preserve, which means I am going to call out whoever goes against those principles, or I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I hold people accountable to that. So you know, I think it's important to tell people where we've come from, what, you know, the believe in the principles that they that they really um, aspire to. Don't abandon those because no one person is worth abandoning those that that great platform. So sounds like that would be an interesting book. (laughs) (laughs) Mia Love, thank you so much for being in studio with us today. Get back to those kids volleyball and soccer games and uh, hopefully we'll get together soon. Thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com.